Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Somewhat Grown Up with me, Gemma Miller. I hope you are all having an amazing day, an amazing week, an amazing month. I I hope you're having a good time. I hope you're on the good vibes at the minute. I feel like everything feels a bit crazy at the moment. Not sure if it's just me, but I just feel like there's something in the air at the minute. And I don't know if it's the fact that like the weather keeps going all like all over the place and we're having sunny days we're having rainy days here in the UK like it's very much all over the place today it's completely clouded over but we've literally had a couple of days of like really nice weather and I'm I don't know weather throws me off like I really I don't know if it is because I'm British but like I just feel like the weather really really affects me which is so stereotypical of me but that just, that is who I am. I'm embracing who I am today. Um, I've had a pretty good week. I'm kind of feeling, I'm feeling a lot better than I have been over these past few weeks, which is very, very nice. Obviously, Valentine's Day has been and gone this week. I actually ended up, I know I spoke last week about the fact that I was going to be spending it completely on my own. I actually went to my grandparents' house for dinner. So my Valentine's this year was my grandparents, my nan and my gags because they invited me round on the Sunday. They just said like, oh, what are you doing on Valentine's Day? Obviously, I wasn't planning on doing anything. Um, So my nan invited me round. And so we had a really nice roast dinner. We had a bit of a chill. Then I came home and I had a self-care evening of tidying my bedroom reading my book and having a shower. So it wasn't really the full pamper experience that I kind of was going for in my head. However, it was exactly what I needed and I had a great Valentine's Day. I feel like it's such a weird day, especially when you're not in a relationship. And obviously I haven't experienced a Valentine's Day without being in a relationship for a while. And so it was very weird, but also nice. Like it was, it was good. I got to see my friends when I was at uni. So it was just, it was a nice day. It was just your pretty basic day overall, but I really enjoyed spending it with my grandparents and then coming back and doing self-care things, but not, not like your Instagrammable self-care, but just more your practical self-care. Like my bedroom needed a good tidy and so I did that and I feel so much better for having done it. I also treated myself to a McDonald's this week, which I haven't had a McDonald's for a while. Don't actually think I'm going to be going back there again anytime soon because it wasn't the best. It just didn't taste as nice as I thought it would taste and sometimes when you have a bit of a break from like a certain type of food or some like a brand of food, I find when you go back to it, you either love it so much more or you kind of think, do you know what, actually, I can see why I wasn't having it. And that's how I felt about my my McDonald's. So it was a bit disappointing, but I treated myself to it anyway. I kind of was fancying it on the day and then it did disappoint, but I'm glad I kind of like gave in to that sort of like side of myself that really fancied it because I feel like a lot of the time we restrict ourselves from too many things and I think sometimes it's good to indulge in those like relatively bad things for you just to give yourself a bit of a treat and give yourself a little bit of a boost and it did do that it just was quite disappointing 
but I've also this week been doing different steps towards my future and I don't really like to do this very often. I'm trying to live my life a lot more in the present. However, there are certain things in life where you have to think about the future, such as what am I going to do after I finish university, which has been a big question on my mind throughout the whole time I've been in this third year. It's coming up towards the end of third year now. Uh, I'm in like the last, possibly the last quarter or just over like the last third of my third year. And so it's kind of all sort of kicking into place that like, look, this is going to be over soon. You need to figure it out. And so whilst I'm really trying to stay in the present in terms of my emotions and my thoughts, because we can get so trapped in either thinking about the future, worrying about the future or reminiscing on the past and like getting too stuck in the past. And so I think it's a great thing to stick in the present. But there are certain instances where you have to think ahead and my education and like my career is one of those things where sometimes you have to think ahead and look at what you want to do next. So I've been applying for master's programs, which is actually a very lengthy process. It takes a long time. I've only finished and submitted my application for one so far, but I have got an interview for that one. So very, very happy. I also did that one a while ago. So I really need to, you know, hurry up and get a few more applications in there um so I've got to be thinking more about it but I've kind of been writing my CV writing my personal statement and sort of trying to figure out what I actually want to be doing and where I want to go and whilst we don't have to know it all we don't have to figure it all out and if I change my mind I change my mind and I'll cross that bridge if it happens but it's nice to be kind of laying the foundations for what I'm going to do once I graduate and kind of trying to think ahead so that it doesn't suddenly hit me like a brick when it actually happens because that's what happened to me at the end of A-levels and I wouldn't want to go back and have that happen again. So when I was finishing up my A-levels, I was quite burnt out, I would say. I don't know really if you would call it burnt out because I've definitely experienced worse burnout at uni than I did at A-levels. However, at the time, it was like the worst burnout I'd ever experienced. I was just so overwhelmed by the fact that I was leaving school that I just did not know what to do. And so then when we left sixth form, like when I, the word isn't graduate, but you know what I mean? Like I finished my A-levels, school was over. Everybody had applied for university they were going, I'd applied for university, but I just didn't feel like it was going to be the right step for me at that time. And so then I kind of left uni with absolutely no idea of what I wanted to do next. And I just thought, right, I'm going to give myself a year to try and figure it out. I tried to give myself a year. It ended up being two years kind of because I worked a bit just like doing random things. Like I worked in a nursery, worked in a Chinese takeaway like just did very random jobs for my first year. Then I started my degree in maths and very quickly realized that was not for me. So in the January of like the second gap year in a sense that I had, I then made the switch to a psychology degree and then started it that following September. So where I'm trying to get out here is that I had 
absolutely no clue what I wanted to do and that's okay because it doesn't all fall into place sometimes but where I went wrong and what I'm now trying to do differently this time round is having some form of steps in place for a path that I want to do. So I've actually really tried to sit down and think about how I want my life to look, what I see myself doing. And obviously I say that very, I think the words tentatively, like I say that with not a lot of meaning behind it because that idea will probably change in a week. That idea will definitely be different in a year's time. Like you never fully know where you want to be. But in this moment where I see myself in 10 years time, is going down this path of doing a master's. So therefore, I'm going to start applying for the master's down now, just so that I don't graduate uni and it suddenly hits me that I have nothing planned. And I don't want to end up in that same spot where I'm trying to figure things out whilst earning like little bits of money here and there. And so I just want to have a path kind of set in stone for me this time round, which I think I'm doing, I'm trying to do, I don't know, it's really hard to tell when you've like got this independence of adulthood, it then suddenly becomes so difficult to actually figure out what you've got to do. And sometimes all I want to do is like run to my mum and say like, can you book me this dentist appointment and stuff like that? But no, I'm an adult now. It's got to be done. And I just, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to set the pathway up for me to go down adulthood, become an adult, do fun things, but also have like a path set in line for myself and I'm not really putting too much pressure on myself with stuff like that because as I was saying being in the present is probably the most important thing we can all do for ourselves and worrying too much about the future is kind of the opposite of that you take yourself way too much out of the present and then you're not focused on what you're doing now because obviously my biggest thing right now is graduating and whilst I'm laying the path for a future I'm applying for masters and time's going by so fast that I have to consciously bring myself back into the right what assignment is next like what what do I need to be doing right now for that degree because that's what I'm doing in this current moment and then the future will be what the future will be but it's nice to lay yourself a pathway sometimes so that's kind of been my big focus of the week as well as just trying to keep on top of everything that I do because why is it that we do too much I say yes to too many things I just I sometimes you just spread yourself too thin and that's okay it's good to admit it and to see it and accept that but then I've got to learn from it going forward but my main thing this week has been keep your head above the water and start thinking about what I'm going to be doing after I graduate from uni but it's been a very good week I'm feeling so just fresh and lighter and I don't know there's just something at the minute that is yeah I'm in a very good headspace I'm feeling happy and that's that's the most important thing at the end of the day I like I like this side I like this feeling you know it's absolutely great love it so I hope you've had a good week hope you've got up to everything that you've wanted to be doing hope you're accomplishing all the things but of course as we always say here if you're not that's absolutely fine because tomorrow's a new day next week's is a new week and we life's full of fresh starts so don't 
put too much pressure on yourself in this moment if you're not getting done what you want to be getting done that's absolutely fine but let's wake up tomorrow and try something new that's what I've been doing lately trying something new and it can be really beneficial I'm noticing for myself anyway so yeah that's been my week and I hope you've had a great week now we are going to go to a break and then we're going to talk about not judging a book by its cover which is a topic I've wanted to be talk about for a while, but something has happened recently and it's made me believe this even more. And so I'm leaving you on a bit of a cliffhanger. Let's go to a break. A classic quote is don't judge a book by its cover. And this has been a quote I have been told, I wanna say like my entire life, right? Like you always hear it. Don't judge people before you get to know them. Don't just take things at face value, really get to know what it's about. When you're picking up a book in a bookshop, don't judge it by its cover, actually read what the contents is about. However, how many of you actually follow that every single day in your day-to-day -day life? Because I've been noticing about myself lately that I don't do that. I judge things based on what it is. If I'm in a bookshop, I pick books based on their cover. I, ju I just do. I'm going to hold my hands up. I'm going to admit it. I will judge a book based on what the front cover of it looks like. Because if it doesn't look nice, I don't gravitate towards it and want to pick it up. And kind of same goes for people in person, like people and just things in life. I am somebody who does judge things based on the outward expression of that. So if you're a person standing there and I kind of see that maybe you're having a bad day, right? And I look at you and I think they don't look very happy. They don't look like they want me to come and talk to them. So therefore I won't, which sometimes is a good thing to do, right? But when we're meeting people, when we're interacting with people, we really shouldn't be judging them based on the like outward expression that they are creating. Because as I was saying, some people just have bad days. Some people just look a certain way. Take me, for example. I would like to say I'm not a horrible person. I don't think I come across as very intimidating. I think I'm a welcoming, caring person. Your opinion on me could be completely different, but if you're here, I'm hoping you feel kind of the same way, that I am. I would like to think I'm a nice person, right? I cannot tell you the amount of people who have told me that when they first met me, they thought I was gonna be awful and they thought I was gonna be horrible, and they thought I was gonna be really judgy and things like that. Um, and that, I don't think, could be, like, I think that is, like, far from the truth of who I actually am. But I find it really interesting how people just see me and that's what they take from it. And I think I have a bit of like a resting, you know, just when you your resting face just does not look happy. That's kind of me. Like I walk around looking like I just don't wanna be there half the time. And I know I do. There's nothing really I can do to change it because it literally is just my resting face. But I can completely understand then how people kind of judge that as I would not be a nice person to talk to. However, I think I am a nice person to talk to. So it's really hard. And there was this one, one of my friends in particular who said this to me the other day. And the fact that her opinion has like fully changed on me. And I was so shocked and taken aback by this information that I come across completely differently 
to how I want to come across. But isn't it so interesting how we as people do that? We look at somebody and we instantly think we know them when we don't. We have absolutely no idea what's going on in their life, what their experience of life is, what's happening to them, what's going on, why, like when I have my like resting face looking like I don't want to be there, people don't actually know why that is. They just take that as I'm a horrible person when actually it's just my resting face. And so we have to get to know people on another level, right? We have to understand people for who they are rather than just judging them off of one experience or just by like glancing at them briefly. We have to really get to know people. And I've found it so interesting to consciously over these past few weeks since I had this conversation with my friend and all of this got brought to light and in my head it like all sort of clicked with the quote of don't judge a book by its cover because that makes complete sense not to do that but we just kind of subconsciously do. So I've been trying to consciously stop myself from doing that I went into a bookshop and I actually didn't judge books by their covers. I did pick them up and read the blurbs. And I didn't end up actually buying any books because I don't need more books in my life. But that's just one example of where I've tried to do it. And it's the same with meeting people. I now, if I'm sitting there and I can, it's kind of in your head, you know, when you're looking at somebody and you're starting to make assumptions right? Like when someone's talking, you start to make an assumption of what their experience is and what they're expressing. I will now consciously remind myself, actually, that's just an assumption. You don't know that. And to stop just assuming things. So if somebody says to me like, oh, sorry, I can't meet up at the weekend. I no longer assume into that, that, oh, they never want to see me again. They don't want to hang out with me. Actually, if you just take that for what it is, it makes your life so much easier. You don't read into things too much. You don't assume too many things. You don't judge things. Like it's, it makes life easier, yet we all try to make our lives harder by doing that and assuming that we know something that actually you don't know. And you've got to learn and you've got to find out. So I've been consciously and actively stopping judging things and just getting to know people and getting to know the situation that I'm in rather than just assuming what I start to assume. Does that make sense? I don't know if that does make that much sense, but it's been something I've really tried to do because I don't think we quite realise how much that quote applies to our life. And if you sit down and you think about it, don't judge a book by its cover, and you start to apply it to different areas of your life, you will be surprised at how many instances where you have done that and you haven't even realised that you have. Like where you've judged a person before getting to know them, a book before getting to know it, an experience before getting to actually do it. Like you just, we always do it. We judge how we think we're going to feel, how we think people are going to be, how we think we're going to are we going to enjoy something? Are we not going to enjoy something? We instantly judge whether we think one thing or another before actually doing things, before actually meeting people, before actually getting involved. And I think to an extent that holds us back, right? Because we instantly put ourselves in a box, other people in a box, and we then aren't expanding on that and growing and learning new things. And I think 
Obviously, that is very deep, but I think it does run deeper than we actually realize. And so I've been trying to apply it more actively in my life. And I think it's really helping. Like I'm way more comfortable talking to people I don't know now, which is quite strange. And I'm, I don't really know why that is, but I think it's genuinely because I just actually am more in the moment rather than assuming things. I'm more present in getting to know people or when I'm like doing an experience that I'm not sure if I'm going to like, I will just be present in the moment of doing it rather than thinking, oh, I can't do it. I don't want to be doing this. Like I'm putting myself in a box by doing that, right? I'm just going to actively go for it and see what happens. And then you can then base your assumptions off of what you have actually done rather than just assuming before knowing. Does that make sense? I hope it does because it's changing my whole brain structure and sometimes we need a little bit of a change in our brain structure. <laughs> I know I do anyway so that's what I've been working on lately. I've wanted to speak about this ever since I first had the conversation with my friend but then I was like no let's actually start applying it and see if it makes a difference and for me it's made a massive difference. So what you're all going to take from this and what I'm going to take from this is we are not going to judge a book by its cover metaphorically and literally right let's not be judging things based on its cover thank you welcome to my ted talk <laughs> no <laughs> but you know it like seriously though i it's really changed how i've been thinking and how i've been more present in conversations and present in the moment and I think that's, especially in the long term, is going to be a really good thing that I've kind of figured out now so that I can kind of take take it with me, take it forward. So we are going to go to another break and then we have got our listener dilemma of the week. So our listener dilemma this week was sent to me over on Instagram and it's a really interesting one. I feel like I say the word interesting a lot for these dilemmas and obviously when you're experiencing it, it's not interesting. But from an outsider's point of view, this kind of situation can be very interesting. So anyway, let's not ramble. Let's get into it. Hey Gemma, I can't tell if I'm being crazy with this one. So help a girl figure it out. I have been with my boyfriend, let's call him Gary, for two years. I would say we're pretty serious. I stay at his house most nights and we spend a lot of our time together, which is great. Until recently, when he's been ignoring me a lot more and spending more time on his phone. You can probably see where this is going. Gary has had this girl friend from work, let's call her Lisa. Gary and Lisa have been work friends for a long time before I first met Gary. So I get that of course they are going to be close and I don't have a problem with that. Recently though, Gary is always on his phone texting her, will phone her at the weirdest times and they haven't been doing this before. I don't know if I'm reading into it too much but Lisa recently went through a breakup and it seems like that was the turning point in Gary acting like this. How do I sort of bring this up without looking crazy? This is so difficult to kind of read into and 
naturally, you are gonna jump to the worst conclusions in your head, right? I feel like that is just instantly where we go with this sometimes. And there's a lot going on here that there's a lot for you to overthink. Do you know what I mean? Like this isn't just one incident. This is like a lot of things that all seem to be going in a timeline that don't look good when you put them together like this, but there could be a complete different side to it that maybe you don't know. So I would say you need to bring it up with Gary. We always say this, communication is key in any relationship in our life. However, I see what you mean by the fact of you don't want to bring it up without looking like you have gone a bit crazy and you've kind of fought into things too much and you don't want him to take it the wrong way, right? Because he's been friends with her for a long time. There's clearly a lot of history in their friendship, but whether it means any more than that is a completely different story that, of course, we can jump to conclusions or we can kind of ask Gary nicely and be more just be more trying to listen to him rather than just assuming we know because it's so easy to do that. I have done this exact same thing many times where you put the puzzle pieces together in your head and sometimes that's a great thing to do. Like we've got to trust our gut but also on other occasions we are overthinking a situation too much and it's actually not what we think it is. I would definitely speak to Gary though because I don't like the fact that he's always on his phone and is starting to ignore you when he hasn't been doing that before because that is obviously a telltale sign that something he's got something going on in the back of his mind and yeah I would definitely ask him about that because you want to know you want to know don't you like you don't want to be left in the dark you don't want to be kind of feeling like you're being made to look like a mug I complete I completely get it so I would definitely talk to him about this. I don't like the way that it's all adding up, you know, with Lisa going through a breakup. Then he's now on his phone texting her, calling her. I honestly completely see where you're coming from. So I think it's such a tricky one to not just jump straight to a conclusion that Gary and Lisa are more than work friends. But they might literally just be work friends and he might just care about her because she's gone through this breakup. He might be checking in. But if it's crossing a boundary on your side of things, you need to express that to him, right? Like you need to tell him that that to you, this is not okay. And you need to work through that and see if you can come to some sort of conclusion. Because even if there's nothing going on here between Gary and Lisa, and it's a completely platonic work friend situation, they've been friends for a long time. So clearly, they're going to care about each other in that sort of respect. But if it's nothing more than that, fine. There is a boundary still being crossed here. And I think that's where the problem comes in as well that even if this situation is absolutely nothing and you've got nothing to worry about he's crossing a boundary that clearly you're not happy with hence why your back's being brought up and you're starting to think into this situation a little bit and feeling like you're going crazy overthinking it because a boundary's been crossed and so if you aren't comfortable with Gary always texting her or phoning her at like weird times I would maybe just tell him that and sort of address it and not in a way where you're like you can't talk to her you can't phone her this that, and the other because of course if they're friends they're gonna text they're gonna have phone calls but it's maybe trying to be like look I'm noticing it I'm noticing it being very constant at weird times of night. I'm feeling like you're ignoring me. And then 
you can work through that together and if he has a problem with that then that's not really like your relationship needs to be open it needs to have that communication being key and so I feel like that's where I would go with it rather than in this conversation going straight to him like what's going on with Lisa I feel like we can kind of bring this another way to be like look I'm having a bit of an issue with this can we sit down and can we talk about it can we work through it together because that's what you want to be doing at the end of the day you want to be communicating about things in the relationship moving forward it with it together you've been together for two years you say that you're pretty serious which is absolutely great if you're spending most of your nights with him and most of your time together I would say you're pretty serious as well and when you're in a serious relationship it takes work it takes work that like we don't even really talk about right like we think relationships come easy they don't they don't and I'm not gonna say like it's gonna be a really easy ride I feel like you're gonna have many conversations about this and you're gonna have to be working on this but you do it together and that's the main thing right like you work on things together you are a team this is a collaboration and so just see but I I really do understand and I do feel for you because I know I do this exact same thing I overthink the tiniest thing if someone doesn't text me back for like an hour I will start to overthink it and actually there is no need for me to do that but my brain just instantly jumps into that sort of like defensive mode like we're always constantly defending ourselves in our head and so it's quite easy just to jump straight into that but actually we don't have to do that all the time sometimes situations aren't what we are overthinking them to be and I would just address it have a chat with him you aren't crazy I completely get where you are coming from so I wouldn't worry too much about that but I just think if you're gonna bring it up if you're going to talk to him about it don't jump in with it being a problem with Lisa jump in with it being right I'm feeling like you're ignoring me I'm feeling like you're texting Lisa at weird times rather than accusing him of something that might not be happening let's take it from a different angle take it from a different perspective and try to have it as an open conversation rather than an argument which is so hard to do but once we grasp that and talking happens that's where the magic happens that's where that's where everything goes right so I wish you the best of luck I hope that was helpful obviously I'm just speaking from my own experience um, and that's what I personally would do in this situation but I do wish you the best of luck have uh, fun I don't know why I was going to say the word fun I always get so awkward on these like little outro bits but yeah good luck to you and I really hope the conversation goes well if you have that conversation if you don't feel like you want to then don't don't listen to me I, what does my opinion mean absolutely nothing at the end of the day but I wish you luck in your life with everything that you are doing and thank you so much for sending in your dilemmas I always appreciate having a little chat with you guys it may it makes my day it makes my week like it honestly this is why I started doing this sort of thing to kind of create like a little group a little community that where we can sort of have chats with each other and things like that and update us all on what's going on so I yeah I really like it so thank you so much for sending in your dilemma and I wish you the best of luck 
But that has been all from me for today's episode of Somewhat Grown Up. I hope you have enjoyed it. I shall be back next week in another episode. So I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and an amazing rest of your week. And I'll catch you in next week's episode. Bye.